Welcome back to another episode of With Sonar. I'm your host, Luke Velasco. We've got an excellent lineup for you today. But before we get to all of that greatness, we've got a very special guest here with me today, James that Jackson, JJ. Brand new, first time on FreightWaves TV. Uh, excellent member of the Sonar BD team. James, talk to the people. Tell them. Say hello. What do you want to, what do you want to say hello to? Tell the people about yourself. Thanks. Hello, world. Hello, mom. Glad <laughs> you were watching. Don't uh, forget the man, sponsors. I'm, I know. So excited to be out here today. Uh, man, it's crazy. You know, a couple of, yeah. a couple of months ago, like, hit you up. Like, it would just be awesome to get out here. And super excited to see what all we got to talk about. Been a big fan for years and super pumped to be on here to see what we can talk yeah. about today. You absolutely can say being a fan for years now. We had our two-year anniversary last month uh, of this show, so it's it's been definitely a big a big ride. Uh, but JJ, I mean, tell 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 people when when did you come to Freight Waves and where did you come from? So I uh, I came to Freight Waves back in April, so just about nine ten months now. I came from a company called uh, Jetco, delivery part of the GTI group, where we're actually a sonar customer, uh, which I found out about this venture, uh, met, met Bragdenine and um, Blake England back in October 19. We all came down and pitched this crazy idea that they had this new software that's changing the freight market. And, you know, I was young and eager and said, all right, let's just jump in. And about 10 minutes into figuring out all this, I was like, this is awesome. So, and, uh, you know, just being able to experience from the customer side, learning about it, seeing the product, seeing the development of it, and now seeing it uh, from an employee side, it's uh, it, it's almost better than perfect as far as a dream come true and kind of my road to some. Right on. Yeah. No, that's good feedback. Um, and and we're, we're excited to have you. I mean, what, one of the things that I like to do with this show now, um, you know, for folks that used to watch this uh, back in the day when my partner, uh, Kyle Taylor, KT, um, he, he was on the show with me and we co-hosted it for a long time. And since he left uh, uh, the company to to join uh, P44, um, it's been great. I, I've actually been able to have a lot of different guests on this show. And what's great about that is we all have a little bit different experience. Um, you know, and 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 one of the things that I like about that is, is the freight market is so big, it's so wide, it's so diverse in terms of everybody's experiences and, and what goes on in the market. I mean, you could be in the freight market for 20 years and never touch certain parts of it. Um, and that's what I like is when we bring different people on the show, uh, it enables us to have all of those different experiences and touch a lot more of the market. We're going to look in a little bit about what's going on in the freight market, uh, dive in. You know, something that I've noticed here, James, that I think a lot of, I think is kind of backwards in a lot of folks' minds is capacity. Demand is incredibly elevated. Rates are sky high. We know that. And demand is still high. And in some parts, still going up. The demand is still going higher, which could potentially put upward pressure on pricing. But we're, I'm noticing capacity is easing a little bit into the start of the year. Demand is still high, but capacity is falling. Kind of an opposite trend here a little bit. James, what, what's your experience doing when you've been talking to people? Do you think they're experiencing that capacity easing, or are they still kind of under the, in this bubble of everything sky high? There's no capacity. Demand's through the roof. Prices through the roof. Um, yeah, wow. That's a, that's that's an actual question. Um and I think people are really starting to kind of figure this out. Our demand has been skyrocketed. And this is just one of these ongoing ripple effects that we faced during the panic buy of you know COVID-19. So 
I think that we're starting to see a little bit um, <clears throat> in your major markets. I think people are really starting to start pushing that that contracted rate and really starting to stick to the guns on that. Just just because at some point you you got to stop the bleeding. Um, and I think you know a lot of these shippers and or brokers that uh, have been playing uh, the stop the the luck is. You know, riding riding this roller coaster that everyone's been seeing, I think, I think they're they're finally starting to wake up a little bit and say, "Hey, this <laughs> this is killing us," um, and you know, we're we're losing more than we're winning. So uh, it's yeah. good to see. I think you know, there's still there's still a little bit of a bit of that craziness going on, but I think that this these are good signs that uh, that we're going to start to see a little bit of some stability. So yeah, it's. Uh, it is. Yeah. No, there's definitely craziness, no doubt about it. I mean, it's still incredibly sky high, um, but I think we're beginning to see the first signs of easing, and we're going to take a look at that. One thing I want to show folks, if we can, is um, throw up on the screen a chart here that we've got just to just to kind of explain where we are at the uh, you know where where we are with the the current current uh, piece of the market. So something that we do take a look at, um, and it looks like we're not able to share the screen just yet, but we will shortly. Is 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 demand for freight is still still relatively high. In fact, it's been going up. It's at the highest point that it is so far year to date. And it's continuing to push higher. Not quite the highest that we saw. We go back about three months ago, but it is continuing to trend upwards versus capacity is going down. Or excuse me, it's easing. The, the, the need for capacity is going down. Capacity itself is easing, uh, meaning shippers are having a little bit easier time covering freight. Now, I don't want to. I don't want to get confused here. When I say easy, it doesn't mean it's easy to cover freight. It doesn't mean that capacity is everywhere. It's just relative to where it's traditionally been running. Capacity is trending in an easing easing direction. Um, but I think we've been so tight for so long. Folks are just kind of assuming, like, hey, it's just the way it is. Everything goes up. It's kind of like the stock market, right? We've been on a bull run for so long. Things only go up and to the right. And then finally, when you have a little bit of dip, like we've seen over the last couple of weeks, it's kind of like, well, hold on now. Stocks, stocks can also go down. I don't understand. I thought, I thought they only make us money. So it's, you know, you, you kind of have this idea of, of, of a psychological trend that I think is going to have to be broken. And I think it's going to take some time. Um, but uh, um, James, when, when, um, tell, tell us a little bit about, um, about, you know, where you see Sonar really helping, you know, shippers in 2022. Because I think, I think shippers have really faced the brunt of, of the, the capacity shores and demand spike the most, right? They've had to pay sky high rates. They've been, you know, operations have kind of been falling apart. You know, you know, do they have the most to gain from sonar? What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I mean, yes, yes. The shippers do have the most to gain. Absolutely. And, and I think right now what a big advantage that some of our shipper uh, partners are seeing or super clients are seeing is that the ability, especially with a lot of these shippers with multi uh, warehouses, either you know across the state or across the region, or they'll have you know multiple DCs across you know all over, they're able to use sonar and use some of our data sets to really start looking at and pinpointing, hey, where where are our levers of a where are we losing at on these lanes that we're shipping? And where are our efficiencies that we can really maximize and help, you know, hone in on some of these to either to increase our efficiencies within our, you know, DC to DCs or 
some of our, you know, DCs to, to the end user and, you know, just monitoring that capacity, not only from a contractual standpoint, but from an asset-based standpoint as well. Um, and really just, you know, looking at it, I mean, the sky's the limit with this. And, you know, the things that our, that our shippers have seen is that now they have from, you know, first time ever really is to have real-time tangible data that that's, you know, when, when they do get calls from these brokers or some of these carriers saying, Hey, these rates are going up and up, you know, they, they now have something that they can wrap their heads around and say, Hey, this is why this is happening. Or, Hey, yeah, rates were going up last week, but this week we're going to kind of have to hold out here because based off of, you know, our sonar data, we're really seeing that, that we need to start holding out on our price and uh, just having that ability to, you know, analyze and forecast and benchmark and just find those levers of, of when and where to make those, you know, strategic decisions will go miles within um, the supply chain of, of our shippers from end to end. Absolutely spot on. I mean, and, that, and that's what it's all about, right? You really just need to have visibility to be able to determine what's going on in the market uh, so that you can make decisions, right? You can't make decisions if, if your car is not working, right? You can't just say, okay, we need a new car. You need to figure out okay, well, what about the car isn't working, right? Is it the spark plugs, right? Is it the transmission, right? What part of it isn't working? Until you can identify what's not working, then you know what to fix. And it's the same thing with your supply chain or your, your transportation network. What part of it isn't working? What part's falling apart? Where are you overpaying? Where are you underpaying? Where's capacity changing, right? Once you know those the answers to those questions and you know what targets to actually hit, now we can make changes. Um, James, I hear you're 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 a big hunter, right? It's duck season still, right? We're getting towards the tail end of that. You in, you uh, you still still rolling out there? You you gonna hit it anymore? I mean, we you know we're chasing those little flying creatures around all over the place. It's been hot all year, so we got uh, <laughs> we got uh, one more one more weekend in us. So it's uh, we're gonna see a little John Boat Navy cruising through uh, the lakes of North Texas somewhere this this weekend. So. We're gonna try to go find the find the green birds one more time before we have to get out the fishing poles. There you go. There you go. So for somebody who's in Texas, okay, but they, you know, they don't, they've never been duck hunting before. Where where would they need to start? What what place would they need to look to in order to go duck hunting and have a good time? I'll tell you what, you just you just give us a call. Um, <laughs> with every with every sonar demo comes one free duck hunt. So uh, Ooh, we will, that's a good incentive. I'm telling you, um, you know, maybe maybe the video game, throwing it back in the classics. But hey, we will we will figure out a way to get you out there. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so once we transition to fishing season, what do you go after? Oh, fishing season. Let's see here. Really, you know, the great thing about fishing, it's more if not what you catch. It's just sitting on the boat dock, hanging out. And starting yeah. with a full cooler and ending the day with an empty one. <laughs> but uh, I like it. I like it a lot. That's a good answer. And by the way, I'm going to tell you, so I've been fishing one time in my life. All right. And I made it about 30 minutes before I was like, this is boring. Uh, we need to do something else. So I think we just, we, we weren't prepared. Maybe we didn't have the right cooler. Maybe I didn't have the right mindset going in. But see, now that I, now that I know that, I didn't know that going into it. Right, I was ready for like, okay, we're going scuba diving. We're going to do some deep sea fishing. I'm going to like, I'm about to like, you know, become like Captain Ahab and like, you know, slay a whale or something. I had the wrong expectations. So now that I have the right expectations, maybe I'll have a better time. 
Hey, you know what? You know, fishing is as long as you can catch a buzz, you're catching something, so it's all good. It's, uh, but no, this spring, this spring we'll have to have y'all come on down and uh we'll have to get after the crappie, and it's just one after another, just all day long. So and I know old uh old Brad Ganane will have to come on down with big hunt too. I like it. Um so one thing that I do want to I do want to talk about is um, you know we we've seen a lot of shippers you know with the volatility in the market a lot I I know so many shippers have been so dead set on doing annual RFPs but that, those have kind of been falling apart and um, and, I, and I'm starting to see a lot more shippers go towards the good quarterly bids or even monthly bids in a lot of cases just to try to reduce their exposure to the stock market. Um, James, when when you're talking to folks, you know what do you what do you hear? Have you heard anything like that? Have you heard folks say that I want to lean one way or the other? I, I want to stick to my annual RFP and I'm willing to stick to it, or no, we're willing to have a little more flexibility. Has that come up in any of your conversations um, yet? No, absolutely. Um, and you know, I think I think you hit it spot on. I think a lot of these shippers are just because everything is so volatile, and it's not really as predictable and as you know the previously cyclical years um and i think a lot of shippers are going to the those quarterly or biannual bids but you know i I think that that a lot of these shippers are using those bids more or less as just a baseline or a benchmarking um i mean there's an old saying within within the broker worlds that that they're just paper rates. I mean, the rates are the rates. I mean, they, they go up or go down regardless people, you know? So I think, I think those shippers are, are putting out those large sides, um, you know, biannual bids, quarterly bids, just to establish a real generalized benchmarking of, of the market. And I think typically that, you know, some of your tenured carriers uh, that they have running with them um, is kind of a buy-in point, but, with those is that, yes, I think that a lot, there's a lot of new opportunity and there's a lot of um, personnel changes going on within all, all angles of the supply chain. So I think now is a tremendous and and super exciting time to uh, really break in and get some fresh ears on, on some things. And uh, I think that a lot of, a lot of younger, you know, businesses are going to, going to start, going to start making a name for themselves this year. So should be should be really interesting within within the shipper world of what's going on. But to answer your question, yes, with a lot of the feedback we're getting is that they are they are you know moving away from that from that annual and breaking it down to a more of a biannual or or a quarterly bid. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a good thing too for them as well as for the logistic partners, right? Um, something that something that I want to show. Let's go ahead and throw this up on the screen. We, we managed to get the screen working again, so. Um, check this out here. So this is a, this is a chart that we have of, of outbound uh, Los Angeles, and it's, and it's a perfect example of how the demand and, and, and capacity are sort of uh, sort of separated a little bit. They're they're kind of acting in tandem right now. So if you look at the blue line there, blue line is your demand. Okay, that is volume. That's basically loads or freight that shippers need to move. They're requesting their transportation providers to move. Those big troughs that you see there, that that kind of W looking shape at the bottom. Both there in December, November. Those are your holidays. That's Thanksgiving and Christmas. So th- those are your big troughs um, where everybody goes home. But otherwise, you see the trend there. Like recently, we've picked back up, and that that blue line is starting to creep back up to the right. Meaning demand is starting to go up. 
That green line is your tender rejection. So that is the rate or the percentage that carriers are rejecting or declining their contract loads. And that is down and to the right. It is the lowest level that we have seen. Demand has not taken a hit like that. It's down slightly, but for the most part, it's holding strong. And this past week, it's gone back up. Tender rejections don't care. That green line is still going down, meaning capacity is easing and carriers are less willing or don't have a need to look for the spot market for higher prices because they're doing fine in the contract market. And, and you know what? You know what's funny about this? That peak of the green line there you'll see is right in the beginning. That's, that's like the last day of December. It was falling off a cliff the first week of January. And it was, was only until last week I started to hear folks say that L, outbound LA is beginning to ease. I'm like, folks, that's been easing for almost a month now. You're finally catching on. I mean, James, tell the people what they need. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think this is a great indication of, you know, just what you need to be doing as far as wrapping your head around. There's a lot of there's a lot of external factors going on right now, um, you know. And this, I think, this displays this perfectly with, you know, the the hiccup on with with the truckers coming back and forth from the a Canadian border. I think that's that's having something to do. You know, what's going on overseas right now. Um, is definitely having a direct impact on this. And I think a lot of these carriers or a lot of your, you know, bigger carriers or even mid, mid-sized carriers are saying, hey, we're going towards a, another uncertain time. Let's lock in now and let's, let's yeah. really, really hone in and let's develop our partnerships for the longevity of, of this until, you know, yeah. I think we're going to see another, you know, fluctuation here mid-April or so. I think I think across most of our major markets, we should start seeing somewhat, I don't know of, of, of this magnitude, but I think generally over time, we will start seeing, you know, that, that capacity kind of starting yeah. to ease, ease a little bit. I mean, the demand's going to be there. We're, we're going we're gonna to be facing an, an upward trend of demand personally for the next three, maybe five years, just, just to catch our breath on this. Yeah, but it, it does appear that there are the early signs that capacity is beginning to catch up or at least capture some of it. Um, obviously not all of it as rates are still quite elevated, but it is beginning to capture some of it. And that's the thing is like, we started to see this immediately right at the first day of January and it hasn't stopped yet and, and it's continuing to go down. LA is just one example. It's happening in Dallas as well. Let's, let's look at what it's doing to pricing though. So we're going to look at the LA to Dallas lane in particular. There it is. So these are spot rates specifically. LA to Dallas uh, for dry van is currently what we have it on. So uh, LA to Dallas spot uh, rates. Uh, this is as of this morning. So these update every single day. Um, we're not. Anybody can tell you what happened two weeks ago. We want to tell you what's going on within the within the past 24 hours. So where that that green line there in the bottom right side of the, the picture, um, where that ends, that's today uh, or the last 24 hours, anyways. Um, so you can see there, those are spot rates for the last 30 days there on that chart out of Dallas. Um, and they've come down quite a bit. I mean, look at that. So for drive in spot rates today, and these are to the truck. So you would have to pay a truck today from uh, Los Angeles to Dallas, um, approximately $3.74 all in. So still very elevated from just like a, a historical rate perspective. But it's down from the over $4 a mile that it was just you know, three and a half weeks ago. So, you know, you're down 25 cents a mile. That's about approximately uh, a 6% decline in rates, 6.5% decline in rates. 
Um, that's a pretty sharp decrease in in a three and a half week period. Oh no. yeah, yeah. No, this is this is this is really awesome. And just to pinpoint, you know, kind of what we're what we're talking about is that is that you know I think I think we're I think a lot of these guys are finally getting a little bit of a grasp of air, and uh, it should be really interesting, you know, to look at it even you know a week from now. Um, you know, not, not even stretch it out as far as those two weeks and just see what, what this thing's doing. But I mean, we're yeah. seeing it all over the country. So I think, I mean, you're spot on. So, yeah. Now I don't think we're going to see, you know, rates go down like where to where they were like a year and a half ago or anything like that. Um, I, I think they're going to remain elevated, but the, you know, the point is there we're, we're in it. We're in a critical period right now. We're, we're finding that equilibrium right? Demand has been elevated for so long. Capacity is finally beginning to absorb some of that, right? So, and I I think we're going to see rates, you know, trickle down a little bit. The question is, do they drop 5% from their highs? Do they drop 20% from their highs? I mean, because rates have jumped close to 100% over the last almost two years, close to it. In some areas, over 100%, in some areas less, right? Some areas only saw like a 10% increase, but, you know, they're up probably close to 80%. Um, almost across the board. So I think we're going to come down from that rise a little bit. The question is, where do we land? Um, and, and I think that's the story that's being told. But the nice thing is with Sonar, I mean, it, is te- it tells you all that, right? You can see exactly where it's happening. You don't have to guess. Um, and that, that's the exciting part. Um, James, um, you're coming up on your one-year anniversary here at, uh, at Freightways. It's only a couple months away. It's in April. April is going to be a great month, right? We're starting the second quarter. A lot of good things to happen. By the way, we have a big update coming out in Sonar in April as well. I just want to point out, or end of March, early April for Ocean. So if you have any ties to the ocean world, you might want to check us out then. But anyways, um, uh, James, thanks. So what did you think of the show so far, James? I know it's your first time. We're kind of getting to our last two and a half minutes here. Did you have a good time at least? You can lie Man, if you didn't. I think I want to come back like every week. This is uh, this is this is awesome. So, and uh, I mean, anytime you get to you know sling a little freight, talk a little freight with with you know a couple of cool guys every now and then, why not? We're in. That's it. That's all there is to it. Um, no, and that's great. That's exciting. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad you were you were able to join the show. One of these days, when you're in Chattanooga, where I am, Freight Alley. Okay, shout out. Give ourselves a pat on the back. Um, you know. Uh, We'll have to we'll have to bring you in here. We'll we'll get you in on the studio. But um, James, you're you're on the business development team here at um, at Freightways. Um, are, do we do we have a need for more folks there? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you know, one of the things that one of our our missions that we talk uh, across, you know, just our team and some of our some of our team goals is to absolutely just take this thing to the next level and elevate it. And I can say. You know we're we're gonna grow. We're gonna double in size almost. Um, that's our plan by the end of the year. <clears throat> so, and I gotta say, within the last eight months of being coming from you know the brokerage side and coming from you know some of the enterprise stuff, the level of just knowledge that I've been able been been exposed to, and the just the incredible team environment that I, I've had here you couldn't put a price tag on it and uh, it's been really awesome. And we're going to, like I said, if you're looking for a next move, if you're looking for you're, you're in this industry, once you get in and you don't ever get out, but you're looking for something different, man, give us a call, uh, reach out to myself 
or anyone on this business development team, I promise you will be one of the best decisions you'll ever make. Whatever you do, don't reach out to me, Luke Velasquez, because I don't know anything yeah. about anything. So, um, but no, uh, James, absolute pleasure to have you on the show. We'll have you on again at some point. Um, we're making our rounds here. I'm excited to talk to more folks. Uh, but for folks uh, tuning in for your first time, we're here every uh, Wednesday live at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll see you next week as well. Um, also, stay tuned. We've got more content coming up here just after this. And uh, if you want to learn more about Sonar, see if it's a good fit for you, let me know. Put a comment below. Um, you know, throw me, throw me a jab, whatever, whatever feels right. I'm Luke Falaska. Have a great rest of your day.